When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Right now, though, it is time to talk baseball. And Shai Davidi joins us from Sportsnet uh, Baseball. Uh, how are you doing, Shai? I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Good. Uh, uh, I guess it's a collective sigh of relief, Um about a week ago when the lockout was officially done and there seemed to be some sort of agreement. Uh, does anybody come out of this looking good? Well, I think for the players, this is, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll see, but it feels at this point like they have made definitive progress. You know, they have uh, were able to address a number of different issues that were of concern to them. Uh, you know, the big one was raising the luxury tax threshold, it's called the, uh, or the competitive balance tax, as it's uh, officially known. You know, that was very significant. Uh, and there are a couple other mechanisms, too, that will get younger players paid earlier in their careers, which were both priorities. But you know, ultimately, we'll see. Teams have been pretty good at exploiting loopholes and finding ways to manipulate uh, the collective bargaining agreement to their advantage in recent years. Uh, but you know, I think the fact that they were able to make at least right now some gains on paper without sacrificing uh, any games or any paycheck, uh, the, you know, I think that they're pretty pleased with uh, the way things turned out for them. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the the players uh, have effectively got what they wanted. Uh, the owners didn't come out of this looking great, though, did they? Well, I actually think they did, right? Because the owners knew all along that you know that they already had the players under their thumb, and there's a bunch of money coming into the game uh, through different rights deals, expanded playoffs, gambling. Uh, you know, they're they're they they couldn't afford a disruption. And really, from the owner's approach, this was going to be a defensive negotiation, and it was basically how much can how much of the pot can we keep from the players? And so, you know, there are some gives, but you know, they didn't do anything that structurally changes the game in a dynamic fashion, such as you know, going to an age-based free agency instead of a service time-based free agency. You know, that's something that could have really accelerated salaries. Uh, If they had expanded arbitration, that's something that also really could have accelerated, even for a small group of players, uh, would have accelerated salary growth. And, you know, they they certainly allowed the the competitive balance tax threshold to rise significantly, but it's still well below... Uh, industry growth uh, in terms of revenue generated in recent years. So, you know, they made some sacrifices. Uh, they kept their deals intact. They got expanded playoffs, which was a priority for them. Uh, and so they they were able to save their season without 
necessarily surrendering a ton to the players. Yeah, I mean, how many games did they end up losing from the front of the season? And how do you think that might impact, I don't know, TV right negotiations down the road if uh, this is kind of how things get negotiated in baseball and you know, TV companies could potentially lose, what, 90, 100 games? Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's a, they lost six uh, games, but those are going to be made up. Uh, the three are going to be tacked on at the end of the season. There are going to be three others that are going to be interspersed uh, over the course of the of the calendar. So they'll, they'll still play a full season, but. There are clauses within some of the regional rights deals, uh, some of the TV deals, excuse me, with regional rights holders uh, that allow them to cancel up to 20 games uh, without uh, perhaps uh, some of them are up to 30, uh, 30 games that allow them to cancel without penalty. So there is some flexibility in that. uh, But, you know, I think from a broader perspective, the future of rights deals uh, is really interesting because a lot of the the cable TV networks they're struggling, and you know some of the thinking is that the next major, the next round of major rights deals, a decade and so down the road, um, uh, they will be they'll probably be with some of the streaming giants, right? Where we will see already a relationship beginning with Apple, YouTube, uh, Netflix, Facebook. These are the companies that may very well replace some of the TV networks that you know are right now maybe facing some of the issues that newspapers and, and other traditional media faced you know, 10, 15 years ago. Now, uh, I know, uh, Shai, that you are in Dunedin, uh, Florida, which is probably a lot warmer than Dunedin, New Zealand, um, <laughs> you're there with the, with the, with the Blue Jays. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, it's great because, you, you know, it's a Canadian team in this American league that you can go uh, back and forth from the US and it's, it's, it's all pretty uh, well, um, the wheels are pretty well greased for that to happen uh, uh, pretty easily. But, I mean, going the other way, going from the US into Canada during the season with the VAX rules in Canada, how is that going to impact the season? And are there any teams that are going to be impacted more than others? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly, and uh, you know, the issue. A lot of the uh, a lot of the border rules right now are similar uh, between Canada and the U.S. It's just American citizens won't have an issue getting back into the United States when they are unvaccinated. Uh, but each country has restrictions on vaccinated unvaccinated visitors, and so uh, this is going to impact. Uh, a handful of players who thus far have declined to get vaccinated and the there had been an exemption in place for professional and amateur athletes arriving to Canada uh, there were also some exemptions for entertainers and a few other categories of, of foreign workers that were removed as of January 15th and so you know baseball was in the midst of this labor negotiation and the lockout and this issue got lost a little bit and all of a sudden, the season starting, and the players uh, found out that you know if they do not, or if they are are forced to miss games in Toronto because of their vaccine status, they'll lose days of service time and the commensurate pay, which are critically important. So, uh, you know, the a couple of the Blue Jays' chief rivals, the Boston Red Sox and New York Yankees, have some significant players uh, who are uh, unvaccinated. Uh, one of the players on the Boston Red Sox, uh, Xander Bogarts, one of their star players, recently uh, or just today and uh, told reporters that he had gotten vaccinated, so he will be eligible to play. Um, but, you know, for some of the division rivals, that's up to 10 games here. Mm. Uh, the Blue Jays are expected to be a good team. 
So for some of their rivals to arrive uh, with, without their full squad, you know, it's going to put them at a significant disadvantage potentially. Yeah, I mean, is he vaccinated, vaccinated, or is he Aaron Rodgers vaccinated? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I, I'll, I'll tell you that I'm sure that the Canadian authorities will get uh, get to the bottom of that uh, in pretty good fashion. Uh, although I suppose if you're uh, if you're an athlete uh, with the right connections, maybe you could get a high end uh, high end forgery. But uh, I, I'm I'm certain that he would be vaccinated. His team uh, would uh, would. Uh, has been prioritizing that. So I, I think that uh, the Boston Red Sox will avoid the Aaron Rodgers scenario. Yeah, as you imagine, you're looking at that medical stuff and you're going, who's this Dr. Joe Rogan? I mean, who's, who's signing this stuff? <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> I, um... that, that's, that's sadly a, a more serious question, uh, uh, something that people will take a little too seriously here. <laughs> we should talk uh, trades because, you know, now that that's, this is all done, all, all, the, all the lockout's done, we're starting to see some player move. And of course, uh, I mean, your Blue Jays that you follow so closely uh, are in a really tough division in the American League East with the Red Sox and the Yankees. Um, we don't have to mention the Orioles uh, and, and, and and the Tampa Bay Rays, who were the best team in the American League last season. Um, there wasn't a lot in it, but they had 100 wins. And then in Boston and, and the Yankees had 92 and the Blue Jays had 91. But uh, that feels like it's going to be uh, a competition that's really heated up in the AL East again. How busy have those top four teams been? Well, I mean, the Blue Jays have been actively engaged uh, and they still have uh, a couple of moves to come. They just today introduced their latest signing, uh, Japanese left-hander Yusei Kikuchi. And he's got uh, a chance to give the Blue Jays probably the best starting rotation in the division. He's someone uh, who had a bit of a rougher season last year with Seattle, or uh, sort of a uh, bit of a Jekyll and Hyde season. All-star in the first half and then really tailed off in the second half. But the Blue Jays have some ideas of how they can get him back right, and you know he's done some work, so you know they, they put down a, a pretty reasonable bet on him. Uh, but the, there's more to come for them. Uh, the New York Yankees made a very significant trade a couple of days ago, uh, acquiring Josh Donaldson uh, was a star for the Blue Jays in 2015 and 2016. Uh, and so th- he's going to be uh, an interesting al- addition to that clubhouse. He's uh, uh, quite the personality. He's got, uh, he can be um, uh, dynamic. He can be abrasive. Uh, you know, he can get under opponent's skin because of the, how hard and aggressively he plays the game. Uh, it's going to bring, it's going to be some spectacular theater to the division. Uh, you know, and the Boston Red Sox are sort of, have been this sort of sleeping giant where, you know, they, they have a lot of financial resources at their disposal, but they haven't really made those big splashy moves. You know, that's probably still coming. And, you know, the Tampa Bay Rays have always been a, a clever team able to, find value where others don't uh and anyone who would discount them uh you know would uh, it, it, that's a fool's errand what chance that freddie freeman uh is playing in the al east this coming season i know the red sox are sort of looking at him it, it, that's a it's a fascinating market you know to me and many people like everyone's still a little bit shocked that he didn't end up back in Atlanta and that, you know, Atlanta moved very quickly. They traded for Matt Olson. They signed him to an eight year extension for $168 million earlier today. That was something uh, that I don't know that people really anticipated. And, you know, so short of Atlanta, the thought was that he'd end up with the, the Dodgers in Los Angeles. And now, you know, we're hearing some chatter about teams like San Diego, uh, 
Boston, New York uh, have always been obvious suitors. He's an awkward fit in Toronto positionally, but the talent uh, and the profile uh, really works for them from an offensive standpoint. So it's something that you know they're looking at, but I don't know if it's necessarily going to happen here. Uh, but you know, if it's not New York or Los Angeles, I'm not sure. Uh, you know where it's going to be. You know that those would be my top two picks. Uh, but you know, I I, w- I would have bet significant amount that it was gonna it was gonna happen in Atlanta, and uh, and obviously that did not play out. Yeah, uh, what about uh, the Yankees? In of course, I mean they're the most famous team in baseball, pretty much. But they, you know. They pay all this luxury tax, yet they, you know, get uh, they have to go to a one-off wild card against the Sox, and and then don't play any postseason. I mean, it feels like that old season I can do without my necessities, but I have to have my luxuries with the Yankees. Uh, have they got the right spine? Yeah, I mean, they they're just they they've been a very odd team in terms of kind of like the way we thought of them in the past, where you know they were always just get like who's the top guy he's ours and and they've just been so much uh they were just they just have a discipline to them now which is very different from from the past and you know Freddie Freeman is an obvious fit there you know that they already took on a big contract in in Josh Donaldson they took on all his remaining money uh which is uh you know 40 to 50 million uh I believe or maybe even a touch more than that so you know that that's a big jump right there and you know the fact that they haven't gone out and you know Carlos Correa the free agent shortstop would have been perfect for them and there I know there were some issues with or some hard feelings between players uh, based on Correa's history with Houston uh, and New York but you know that's one of the best players in the game he'd be an obvious fit you know they haven't seemed really involved in that at all and they got uh, uh, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa who's in theory now going to be their shortstop. So, you know, this it's hard to read what the Yank where the Yankees are at because they're not behaving as the typical Yankees and it's just I think the industry is all sort of still shaking their heads a little bit and trying to fully understand why why they've got this tepid uh, non-George Steinbrenner and Arask approach. Yeah, well, you know, the good thing about that is Schnadenfreud is fun for baseball fans of 29 other teams, <laughs> right? Um, so so we love that. Hey, Shai, thanks very much for coming on and having a chat, man. Enjoy working on the tan in Florida, and uh, we'll catch up with you again soon, eh? Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, getting used to some sun after a long, uh, long winter of snow, so it's a good feeling. Thanks for having me. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So... We doubled it. Chicken and Maccas, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.